You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, if you listened to the podcast yesterday, you know that Aram and I were not in Central New York graduating college. Now here on this Tuesday, September 21st, we've got Peter Apple back from his graduation. And I don't want to pepper you about that, graduating a year and a half late. What I do want to pepper (laughs) you about is wearing your best party shirt to an outdoor frat style party where you're bound to get dirty you didn't wear your elite party shirt to a club and for that you're an idiot agreed but the the shirt actually did well no stains it's all good i wore it because it was festive you know we're up at syracuse orange and blue perfect colors repping jordan undefeated in the finals was having a, a great day Pete, no, it, no stains. So Pete, they make nice see. Jordan shirts. Oh, it's a gorgeous shirt. Dude. You know what? I don't love the shirt that much. You just said it like was you called elite. I appreciate that. I would actually refer to it as one of my lesser worn shirts because it just doesn't really fit anything. It's more festive because it's so, it's got huge stripes and it's. I don't love the shirt. So hold on, hold on. You say it's orange. In every picture, it really looks salmon. That's I see no orange. That's the thing. Everyone was saying that's not even orange. And oh I, I spent most of the tailgate convincing people that it was orange. Man, it how many, so how many nice shirts did you get from people? Nice shirts? Did I like get? Like how many people hey, said man, nice shirt? Uh, never got nice shirt. <laughs> got more like, look at your shirt. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Just got burned. But I did graduate from Syracuse University. You're looking at a doctor, basically. No, no, not doctor. PhD. I feel like it though. You got a bachelor's in sport management. Minor in finance, (laughs) Dick. PhD in the eye test, also. Minor in finance. (laughs) I'm a financial genius plus the sports god. Hey man, I'm so well rounded. Uh, (laughs) I understand. Um, We are going to look in hindsight, the three of us, and talk about where we went wrong. And what we did exceptionally well before the season even began. When we were project the plate, episode three and four was an MLB season gambling preview. The first two days before opening day. And the player props one was the one that we had the most fun with. We picked a favorite and a dark horse. 
for the AL and NL MVP, the Cy Young, the Rookie of the Year, the Manager of the Year. What else do we do? The Strikeout Leader, the Home Run Leader, and the Saves Leader. Man. Exactly. We did well. We did well. We did pretty well. There were some takes that couldn't have been more wrong, but we had some incredible spot on takes, and we're using all the bets from points bet. Um, Let's just dive into all of the awards. Yeah. Let's start with the MVP. We'll start on the American League side. And what we did when we went through it was we picked a favorite and a dark horse. So one of the three to five odds on favorites, whoever we thought was genuinely going to win the award. And then we picked a dark horse, the value pick. So starting with the AL MVP, again, all current odds are from points bet. All preseason odds came from points bet as well. Did they? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So preseason odds came from points bet. Current odds came from points bet. And yes, let's start with the American League MVP. I think it was a clean sweep, right? All three of us had Trout. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, thing, the thing with that, though, is yeah. we were basically betting on Trout being healthy. And the odds were more, it was, there was a higher chance of him being healthy than being hurt, right? Because if he's healthy, he wins the MVP. I, yeah. Maybe. We did not predict Shohei Otani. Dude. There's just no way. There's no way to predict Shohei Otani. Oh. I think it would be a, a, a well, we kind of did. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, but dude, I mean, even before Trout got hurt, 191 WRC plus, he was hitting 333. He had eight home runs. Unless Shohei, like you said, did what he did, I think Mike Trout was on his way to winning MVP. But we also had a couple predictions that uh, look pretty good. Yeah, Aram. Uh, plus 2000, <laughs> Shohei Otani to win American League MVP. Eat shit. I endorsed it. Everybody. I endorsed Jack, it. Take a bow. He's end up, man. Our co-host Jack McMullen predicted plus two thousand Shohei Otani to win MVP, and now odds courtesy of Points Bet, he is now yes. minus five thousand and <laughs> is having the greatest season in MLB history. Minus five thousand. Minus five. So five thousand dollars you have to lay down to win a hundred bucks for those who are smart enough to not frequently gamble on minus 5,000 odds. Uh, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, do, is there someone out there that you think just pulled up the Brinks truck to, to the casino and said, I want 5,000 to win a Benjamin on, <laughs> on Shohei Otani? I've seen people doing that with like college football money lines. Oh, that's the worst idea ever. No, like Alabama against Mercer, like they'll bet $10,000 to win, I don't know. 20 <laughs> like, it's, gonna like, win. <laughs> it's, it's a good win it's a good win come away but with it's, that's bucks. the stupidest bet because i mean everyone knows in sports anything can happen obviously alabama versus mercer alabama is most likely going to win right. but to lay those kind of odds on any game right. i mean that's even in when i'm doing the best bets on tiktok and stuff like arm you and i talk about all the time like these minus 350 lines it's baseball Jared cole just gave up seven earned runs against the indians against eli morgan they were minus 400 yeah of course they're gonna lose a baseball game should never be that fast. Never. So never bet on a minus 300, 400 money line ever. Yeah. Not gambling advice. Not gambling advice, though. Never gambling advice. Um, <laughs> the thing with Shohei, the thing we talked about in the preseason was how is Joe Madden going to use Shohei mm-hmm. Otani? I think what that conversation shifted to as the season went on mm-hmm. went from how is Joe Madden going to use Shohei to 
how durable is Shohei going to be? How much can he do? Literally, how much can he do is the how, question. How much can he do of both? And we mm-hmm. saw it this weekend. He threw eight innings, and after his eighth inning of work, he hit in the ninth inning. Like, how not, fucked up is that? Not even both. How about the fact that without Trout, and I mean, now Brandon Marsh probably has an edge on him, but he, he was their best base runner, too. So he's also doing it on the base paths better than anybody else. It's every facet of the game. It's, it's unbelievable. And I think Shohei could even improve on the mound. If he gets oh. better on the road, because he has an ERA over five on the road and an ERA near two at home. I think if he just gets a little bit better on the road, he could, he could be in the twos next year it's while hitting 40 home runs. Command really, a little bit better command, yeah. and, he'll be, and he'll be, oh my gosh. Here's just the thing settle in. Here's the thing with Shohei. Uh, yes, it's a very, very long shot, but in the AL Cy Young race, he's also fifth in that. That's race. pretty nuts. That's pretty nuts. It's stupid. He's got, granted, the innings are not there, but the strikeouts per nine, the ERA is there, the whiffs, it, just the raw stuff looking at that. Um, I mean, that guy frequents pitching ninja. And oh, by the way, he's got 44 bombs. But let's go to the National League MVP. Wait, can, Wait, can I have a little bit of credit for going yeah. with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at the beginning of the year as my dark horse at plus 2,500? Yes. He's leading the league in home runs, leading all of Major League Baseball. He's leading all of Major League Baseball in batting average at 321. He's leading all of Major League Baseball in hits, and he's eight RBIs away from the top spot there. He's been the best hitter in baseball this year, and I said he was going to provide a Stanton-esque type season, Way as better. in... The 2018 season where he hit 59, 58 jacks. Still better. Still better. No, I'm saying this season's better. I, I would take this Vladdy season over that. Yeah, okay. I was saying in terms of like a power, because yeah. you guys remember in spring training when he was lighting up baseballs. Oh, yeah. But so, what I'm saying is you were even more right, because he's been better than you even said he was going to be. You said he was going to be Stanton's best season, and I think he's been better than that. So, yeah, no, I'll give you credit on that one. That was I can't believe the odds were that good. I mean, hindsight's yeah. 2020, but, man, I mean, you said it then. It was good value. Because he has The problem is he's probably not going to win. No, because there's a freak on earth. Yeah, that's league as well. Any other year, right? If Vladdy wins the triple oh, he crown, cruises. He, he still might not win, but with Trout. Trout. In 2012, right, his year would have won MVP any other year, but Miggy hit for the Triple Crown. So it's like, what is done less? The Triple Crown is done less than what Trout did in his rookie season. But what Shohei is doing is the first. It's one of one. The Triple Ever. Crown is one of two since the late 70s. Yep. And Vladdy could win the MLB Triple Crown, but until he steps foot on the mound and has an ERA near three, he just can't win it. I'm sorry. Or, or odds reflect that. Defense. Or just plays defense a little bit. Yeah. But he actually hasn't been terrible defensively. He's gotten better when over he's the season. Yeah. Still, he, have you guys noticed that every, he's not that good at stretching to catch the ball? Is that surprising? He always stretches too early. It's consistent the whole season. He's just an it's early such stretcher. An easy thing. I remember doing it in high school. It's such an easy thing, but he always overstretches. I don't know. Just thought I'd mention that. Early stretching? <laughs> early stretching. You hear that, Blue Jays? Fix yeah. his stretching. Yeah. Man. All right. NL MVP. Let's do it. I had Juan Soto, which looks good. I kind of just want to take a screenshot of his Savant page and put it up right here because this guy is just red. Like, that's what that's that it. is. We were all over the board in terms of the NL MVP, and did any of us get it right? Nope. Yeah. Arm and I had Mookie at plus 750. 
you had Juan Soto. Juan Soto is actually fourth right now um, in terms of the odds. Mookie's not in the top 10 right now. But, I mean, Mookie, I feel like, has had such an underrated season this year. 140 WRC+. plus. He's walking as much, almost as much as he's striking out. He still remains one of the best defenders. The and power, he's playing second. Yeah. I think They're playing him the in multiple spots. They're playing him in multiple spots, too. He had to emergency play second base and did a good job over there. Like it, the, the value has is, is been unbelievable. It's just he's one of those instances where I feel like he sets the bar against himself. Like, we're, we're pitting him against himself. And to his standards, I mean, he had one of the best offensive seasons or all around seasons, excuse me, that we've seen in a very long time in terms of war, in terms of everything you look at. Uh, so when he's not quite there, it, it, it seems worse. I think you're right though. I mean, it, it's amazing how, how good he's still been for how little we're talking about him. I went Mookie as well, especially with how good he looked with the Dodgers. And then uh, my dark horse doesn't look too great either. I mean, it wasn't bad. He got hurt, but you know, it, it's just one of those tough ones where I, I think Juan Soto honestly should be in the top three. I, he would be if it weren't for his team being the worst ever. Uh, honestly, I, I, I really think that would be the case. Freddie Freeman, slow start for me, got hot, but it's just going to be too little too late in the NL. Yeah, same with me. I had Corey Seager as my dark horse. I thought he was going to come back. He's a free agent after the year. I thought he was going to have an incredible season. I wasn't positive he's going to win the MVP, but I thought he was going to blow up. Similar to what happened with Correa, I thought that was actually going to happen to Seager. And he's still been good, but 129 WRC+. plus. He's got an 840 OPS. He's just dealt with some injuries this year. He hasn't been as good defensively as he once was, but he's still a good defender, and he's going to get a boatload of money when he actually becomes a free agent. Yeah, I had Christian Yelich at plus twelve hundred. That was just a flub. I thought he was going to come back. We, I thought so too. We all did, though. I mean, yeah. it's 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 injuries, man. Like his hip, he's got to sit in that back hip. I just don't know if. I hope he figures it out and comes back healthy next year because he's just so fun to watch. Is it a hip thing or is it a back? back thing? I think it's just a lot of everything. It's. I, mean, I- I, I really think it's the back still affecting him too. And he, he's such a big lower half guy that when you're, when your lower half uh, is not really able to work at a hundred percent, you're going to struggle. And, and that's exactly what we're seeing with the He's just lacking the explosion. He's seeing the ball. Well, he's walking, right? He, he's caring a little bit more, but I think it's just because the bat speed's not there. He's a big lower half guy. And, and like Peter said, we were talking about that. I remember when we were going to the, to the Mets Yankees game, like, that's a guy that needs to be able to get in his back hip. And if it's affecting him, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised because it goes right into your back as well. That that swing, as opposed to many, many others in baseball, I think is based on his athleticism more than a lot of other people. Because yeah. you're right. He's so much lower body. He's so much torque, right? That's a very athletic swing. And if you're not 100% athletically, you're screwed. And I think the power numbers best speak to that. He's got eight bombs this year in 106 games. He's got eight bombs. Milwaukee too. Right. That's just not Christian Yelich. Like that is, even if Christian Yelich was playing C minus grade Christian Yelich, that's not a healthy Yelich. It's crazy. The Brewers, imagine a 2018, 2019 Yelich on this Brewers team. They're the odds on favorites. Yeah. The Dodgers, Dodgers is still pretty good. I think they're the odds-on favorites. If you have MVP yeah. Yelich, yeah, I'm. I, I mean, I don't know what the odds would be, but if they weren't the favorites, I'd say that's sick value, and I'd be taking it. Yeah. Also, Aram, before we move on to Cy Young, I would make fun of you, but I don't think you actually deserve it because Giancarlo Stanton 
has actually had a really good year. And you predicted that he was going to be healthy all year. And he was, I just think, you know, you know what you you make fun of me it's at your expense too you're paying that you're, you're exactly that's why like i'm not gonna make fun of you but it was actually a decent call but you know what i'm saying yeah it was it was i honestly thought if he'd be healthy for the whole year he'd be he'd be better than he is this year uh i think it's a big win that he's been healthy uh but he has not been that elite elite stanton we've seen but he's still been a really really good player this year so arm and i had the same al cy young favorite peter cheated and picked two one was so off and one was pretty good. Uh, let's start with the one that was so off and then pretty good with you, Pete. I had Lucas Giolito at plus 450. Um, 370 RA, 389 FIP. He just walks a lot of guys. His overall underlying metrics indicate that he's been slightly unlucky. So maybe I was a year early, but Lucas he didn't Giolito, say that. He didn't say I that. He, I thought he was going to take a big step forward. Yeah. I can use advanced analytics sometimes to support an argument. Similar to the Aaron Noah situation, right? I could support it. I could say he has not had a good year this year, but his underlying metrics may indicate that next year he may be a bit better, but (laughs) that was just kind of a whiff. I thought with Grandal, he would just take that leap and become one of the best pitchers in the American league. And he's arguably the third or fourth best pitcher on his own team. So, but still a pretty good season from Gilito. He's missing over the plate all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. I watch him all the time. It's like everything is just middle, 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 everything. You know, you're, you're taught when you're 12 years old, if you're going to miss with a changeup, it better be in the dirt. Yeah. But the thing is his stuff is so good. He's missing middle and he's still having a pretty decent year. He's one of, two guys, three guys, four guys in Major League Baseball that can actually throw a calculated high changeup. It's disgusting. But it's not But I did go Garrett Cole, plus 350, but he might have just blown his chances. Like I said, he allowed allowed seven or runs against the Indians to raise his ERA to 3.03. But I watched the game. It was a bunch of tweeners and bloops, and I know 10 hits, 7 and runs on the stat line doesn't look great. But I watched the game. Well, that's a lot. Of, that's him. a lot of tweeners and bloops. Yeah, it was a lot of tweeners and bloops. Yeah, a, a record of, of tweeners and bloops. <laughs> oh, my. He did look good at all. I mean, but he's still throwing 99. He'll probably finish second. I mean, let's see how Robbie Ray pitches tonight. And, you know, if Robbie Ray gets blown up by the Rays, maybe the odds are actually more in Cole's favor again. Um, but, yeah, Cole is second to Robbie Ray in the odds, according to points bet. This it's crazy gonna... that it's that down to the wire. Sorry, Jack. I was gonna say it's crazy that it's just that down to the wire that we're like we're oh, watching yeah. start to start right now, like, and it has an impact on how it's things are going to finish. Same in the National League too. It's I the races it. are so close. Yeah, I love it. This podcast is going to come out after the greatest pitching matchup of all time: Shane Baz's MLB debut and Robbie Ray, who's trying to solidify his American League Cy Young. Uh, one guy that was hurt in the AL Central early on that was dominating before he was hurt. Was Aram and my odds-on favorite to win the AL Cy Young? Shane Bieber looked the part, absolutely looked the part, just like we were anticipating him looking. Uh, and then he got hurt. So a lot like the Mike Trout thing. Yeah, it's actually exactly like the Mike Trout thing. He looked amazing, striking out everybody, and then just got hurt. And can't control that. My dark horse, too. Yeah, my dark horse. I, I want, I'm just going to get it out there before you bring Because I, I know you were sitting on this one, Jack. But Jesus Lazardo at plus 10,000 for the AL Cy Young was my dark horse. And, uh, you know, doesn't look great. But at the end of the day, 
we'll never know because he got traded to the National League. You know, we'll never know where he would have finished. That's a great point. Yeah, we'll never have, know. Could have thrown eight straight no hitters for the A's. Yeah. Well, we just don't know. I I think some of the peripherals look good. The so what does the XFIP say? Good. The curveball whiff rate is at about fifty six percent. I mean, that's stuff that voters look at, and he could have snuck into the AL <laughs> and we'll never know now. And, and the thing is, is the National <laughs> League's loaded, and that's why it's just not fair for him. The National League's loaded. He's not getting the same kind of voting opportunity there. <laughs> we'll never know. I mean, I'll take the L, but like, we'll never know. It was a yeah, great. You pick. know, the way that you feel about uh, the way that you feel about whoever you just mentioned, um, <laughs> Lizardo, is the same way I think Peter feels about Zach Plesac. You know, a lot of the underlying yeah. stuff might say that he's not <laughs> you know, necessarily. <laughs> I can't get through that. Uh, Peter picked Zach Plesac as his. Dog. I went Zach Plesac at plus eighteen hundred. My thinking was, you know the Kluber to the Bauer to the Bieber to the Plesak. And instead of taking a big step forward, he just took a big step back. He got hurt this year. He has a four, five, nine ERA and 131 innings. I want, I've watched a couple of his starts. It's just not what I expected. I thought he was, like I said, big step forward, but instead big step back. We'll see if he's better next year, but he's got, I'm not going to be on him for AL Cy Young next year. That's all I can say. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. He's got the stuff to get through a rough year. That's without a doubt. Uh, one guy that was all stuff before this year and turned it into some awesomeness uh, was Tyler Glasnow, who was my dark horse. I went relatively conservative. Glasnow was plus 900 uh, at the preseason. So that is the lower odds, not necessarily tremendous value, but still plus 900 when the AL Cy Young. He looked really good, and then he tore his UCL. So I'll wear both of those. I'll wear Bieber. I'll wear glass now and, and we'll move on and we'll be stronger because of it. And I remember when I was listening back on the podcast, you said glass now was going to take a big jump this year because he added that third pitch mm-hmm. and he did. And it looked absolutely unhittable. And then they said no more spider tech and he got hurt. Yeah. 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 And Cy Young was a clean <laughs> sweep from all of us and injuries. Jacob DeGrom. How could you not bet otherwise? Mm-hmm. 1.08 ERA in 92 innings. 1.08 ERA through 92 innings. He might still win it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I, I said I went back to listen to see some of our picks, and the one thing I said on there that I think we all agreed with was the only person that can keep Jacob Degrom from winning the NL Cy Young is Jacob Degrom, and that's exactly what happened. Is he just unfortunately got hurt? He doesn't get hurt. He he's it wouldn't even be it would be unanimous. It wouldn't even be discussed. There wouldn't even be odds offered. Uh, if Otani is a lock at minus five thousand, they would not have even put a lineup for Degrom. So yeah. it just was unfortunate. Can't do anything about injuries. And one thing we always say we're never going to do here: we don't predict injuries. So. We're, we're always disregarding that when, when we're doing stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, my dark horse was incredibly off. Um, <laughs> anybody else? Aaron Nola was my dark horse. Oh, you were your underlying metrics. <laughs> I, I really like this stuff from Nola because when he's on, I mean, Pete, we've talked about it. Like this guy's stuff is just so good. It's he's a four not pitch that mix. On. Yeah, it's a four pitch mix that works, but he's just given up a lot of home runs this year. His command has not been the same that it once was. I still think that he'll be good again next year. I don't think that was a bad pick. We've been shitting on Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is good. He's a he's really so good. good pitcher. He's really good. He's, he's a really great good. pitcher. He's just yeah. had a bit of a tough year this year. 
Yeah, just missing spots. And people point towards the walk rate. Yeah, the, the walk rate's solid. It's actually been better. But watching those starts, it's just yeah. a matter of where the catcher's set up, where Rumuto's set up, and where the pitch ends up. It's a big difference. And uh, even JT said it, Noah said it, and uh, Noah said he was tugging his pitches. Uh, so it seems like he knows what the issue is, and I'm interested to see how he, how he bounces back next year. But it seems like he's been coming alive a little bit over the last few starts. Peter Apple, can you stand up and take a bow real quick for your NL Cy Young Dark Horse? Yes, I can, sir. Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. He is not the odds-on favorite right now. Max Scherzer is because Max Scherzer looks like Jacob deGrom and Nolan Ryan had a baby in the second half. Uh, but Corbin Burns is not too far behind. Plus 4,000. Plus 4,000. Come on. I mean, you see the baseball savant page. People are even arguing that he should win the MVP. I don't think so. And I actually do think that Scherzer should win the Cy Young because I think since he went over to the Dodgers, first, he has not lost a game and he has been simply unhittable. And the Dodgers really needed him once Bauer went down. So I think he's just been more impactful a little bit than Burns. So I actually would give it to Scherzer. But if Burns can put together a couple insane starts. It's going to be really, really close. And the analytics people, they think Corbin Burns should be MVP because you look at the same, similar to Soto, the baseball savant page is gushing blood. It's so red. Let, let's clarify something real quick. Trevor Bauer didn't go down. Trevor Bauer took himself down. Uh, Trevor Bauer is just down. Trevor Bauer's done. He's a piece yeah. of shit and he should be done. Do you think he's done forever? Yeah. You don't think he'll ever pitch again in Major League Baseball? Like over so. under a half baseball thrown for Bauer for his career? Under. Baseball. What do you think, Arm? Over under a half baseball thrown? You know, I, I wish I knew enough about what goes into this, but I, I would say with the way he likes to dig his heels in, you know, you see Marcelo Zuna, he's like accepting a program and he's going to therapy and, and, and counseling. And that's your way in, whether you think that they, they deserve to be back or not, that's your way in. I don't see Trevor Bauer willing to do anything like that anyways, even if there was an opportunity. So I'm going to side with Jack there. I don't think we see him back in baseball. And it's not like he was this likable guy before that this alter ego came out. Like nobody liked him in the clubhouse anyway. So it's, it's just kind of just tipped the scale all the way over, which was already leaning pretty hard. That's the problem. I just haven't, I just don't know enough about this situation. Mm -hmm. I, I'll just side with you guys. Cause you guys are generally right. Even though I got Corbin Burns. So suck it, but. Yeah, true. <laughs> Who is your dark horse arm? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, here's the thing <laughs> injuries. This guy could have been good, man. This guy could have been good. It's a story of this podcast episode, but Zach Gallon, Zach Gallon, a plus 5,000. Uh, he was good. He was good early on, uh, had some really good starts and uh, just, just went down, man, and just hasn't been the same since he came back. Uh, weird Zach Gallon status I saw the other day, despite. Being out for so long, he still leads the league in pickoffs. Like not picking guys off like out, but just throwing over. I thought that was the weirdest thing ever. Now, every time I watch, I'm going to get like annoyed when he throws. That out. has to be excruciating for Diamondbacks fans. Oh my God. It's like you're losing every game. And then the one day a week that you're excited, your ace comes in and he picks off to first 30 times. That's crazy. I, I actually I, do that, like Zach Allen. I think Zach Allen is going to be actually really good next year. No, he, I think he's, he's really a very good. talented pitcher. 
So I, that wasn't a bad pick, especially at plus 5,000. Like, we weren't, we were looking for absolute dark horses, and that was a good dark horse. Better than Hazel. Yeah, it's not a Jack McMullen plus 900 dark horse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> American League Rookie of the Year. Arm and I were pretty good with this one. Peter was pretty bad with this one. Uh, but yeah. this is just a bad race in general. Randy Arozarena is favored. He made his MLB debut in 2018. That was a great Thank tweet you. that you had earlier today, Aram. Arozarena made his MLB debut in 2018. No, th- this was Adolis. This was Adolis. Oh, Adolis Garcia. Yeah, okay. Here, you you say it. You tweet yeah. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised that tweet didn't do better, by the way. that was I thought that was the craziest thing ever. I think people didn't realize how it was almost too crazy it was almost too crazy (laughs) so adolis garcia made his mlb his major league baseball debut in 2018 wander franco made his professional debut in rookie ball in 2018 and those two guys are competing for rookie of the year i know wander foul like falls out now because of the injury but if he played these last three weeks here four weeks or so he would have been in that conversation i think he probably should have won it Eight years apart, we're pitting these guys against each other, and we're pitting a guy who made his major league debut, got his first at-bat, when 17-year-old Wander Franco was first getting his feet wet in professional baseball. MLB's got to figure out their rookie qualifications and their rookie rules, in my opinion. Well, so does the NBA. If we're talking about the MLB, then Ben Simmons and Donovan. He didn't play a game. Okay, but like Adolis played in three. Now this is his third season of, of playing on a field. I understand it's not a lot. Uh, not a lot of games, but he has stepped on a baseball field in three separate seasons. That being said, I still think Adola should get it over a Rosarena, and that's an entirely different conversation we can have. So, Adola has had such a slow second half. Yeah, he's had such a slow second half. But I agree, he's matter. he's been phenomenal, and he's such an underrated defender too. So good out there, so yeah. good on center. So I had Wander Franco plus a thousand. It was high odds, but I just thought he was going to win the rookie of the year. I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll take that pick. Uh, Arm, you had Ryan Mac- Mountcastle, which is a very solid pick. And then Peter, very you solid. had Alex Kirilov, who kind of fell flat, but so did the twins. Yeah. I mean, Alex Kirilov, he just slightly disappointing. Um, he's out now for the season with a wrist injury for the twins. Was just less than impressive. I mean, an on-base percentage under 300. He hit some home runs. He slugged a little bit. I just thought he was actually going to be really good this year, but he's still a good prospect. He's a first round pick. He's going to come back next year. And I think he's going to be better. I might've been just a year too early. And my dark horse, I was definitely just way too early on Bobby Witt Jr. at plus 2,500. He just didn't <laughs> well, even debut. To be fair, he didn't play. He's yeah, so just like play. void, void. Uh, but now he's our number one prospect on your top 100 prospects list. He's my favorite prospect in baseball. I think next year, but the thing is. The triple A MVP. We we just didn't give picks for that. Yeah. Please tell me Wander Franco won't somehow also have rookie eligibility next year. Like, will he also I, I be able so. to win the rookie of the year next year? I don't no, think I so. Because I think Bobby Witt will win it next year. And uh-huh. I also think that I have a really hot take. I think Wander Franco will be a top five shortstop by the end of next year. I, I agree. I, I agree. Honestly, I, I even think he's going to be number two, but I don't want to say that. that that's, but that's, I like, I need a new I, podcast for that one. New episode for that one. He's so amazing at everything. Everything. I feel like, like I feel like Wander top five shortstop is becoming more lukewarm a take as we go on. Yeah. That's why I have to go up to two because I feel like that's not yeah, even yeah. hot anymore. <laughs> Credit there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not pretending that five's a hot take. He's going all in on two. I, I want to give a little bit of credit to myself on the Mountcastle thing because honestly, I think he deserves more consideration 
than Agreed. he's getting. He just hit 30 Agreed. the other day. Yeah. Just hit 30. I, I know he doesn't play defense, but neither does Randy Rosarena. And the second half, I know people are saying it's a full year award. I get it. But if this season somehow endured for another month, I think Ryan Mountcastle runs away with it. In the second half, he's slashing 276, 333, 584, 917 OPS. He has 16 jacks, K rate cut down. Uh, I, I know he's not great at defense, but Rosarena sucks in the corner. Mountcastle sucks in the corners and is okay at first. So I, I like a guy that can move around a little bit, at least don't suck at one spot. Um, I think Mountcastle's offensive production this year really hasn't been acknowledged enough. And then the uh, dark horse, I, I just, he just didn't have the volume, but I, I've been really impressed with him. My dark horse was Alejandro Kirk at plus 5,500. Um, unfortunately, just didn't have the volume, but a 121 WRC plus as a catcher, 10% walk rate, 12% K rate. I mean, really, really impressive year. Uh, and again, I take chances here, unlike Jack, plus 5,500. And yeah. a, a, an American League catcher has not won Rookie of the Year since 1990. That was in nine, so th- literally 31 years ago, and it was Sandy Alomar Jr., I believe. And that's what you call going out on a limb. Jack. Well, maybe you should have taken your own advice and obviously not picked him. No. It was a <laughs> no. Good yeah, do me a favor, jackass, and sit in your goddamn seat and wait for the NL Rookie of the Year. Because it's going to be awesome. My dark horse kicked your dark horse's ass, okay? Uh, my AL Rookie of the Year dark horse was – that was a little side conversation, if you couldn't tell. I got, I got close to the mic, and I started – <laughs> uh, my AL Rookie of the Year dark horse, shit, as we're recording now on a Tuesday afternoon, Sal Perez just hit a two-run shot. It's Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon. As we record on Monday afternoon, Sal Perez just hit a two-run shot. 7 nothing Kansas City over Tristan McKenzie in the fifth. Uh, but I had Andrew Vaughn and Taylor Trammell, both very high odds. Vaughn, I like. Trammell, I just wish that Kelnick wasn't blocking him the last month. He wasn't going to win it, but he would be better for the Mariners right now than Kelnick has been. Yes. Did I read something? Has Kelnick been better lately? He has. He has yeah. been better lately. That's what so, I saw recently. Two home run game the other day. But I agree. I mean, up to this point, the Mariners are probably in a better position. I mean, who knows how much, but if they played Taylor Trammell, but they, they've prioritized the development of Kalnick and you know what, that could end up voting well for them long-term. And, you know, this Mariners team wasn't going to go anywhere too far anyways. Uh, Trammell, I just don't believe in the offensive profile there and he's limited to a corner. Uh, and when you don't hit for that much power and you're limited to a corner, I, I don't really see the allure uh, with Taylor Trammell. Yeah. I'd say the Mariners should trade him for maybe some pitching or, possibly an infielder but that guy's been passed i around. feel bad for Tramel. yeah he's been traded 600 times so i he needs he needs a home let him yeah. find his home peter your nl rookie of the year is one of my favorite players i had dylan carlson at plus 700 and he's had a pretty decent year 107 wrc plus he provided a ton of versatility switch hitter i think he's just going to keep getting better and better he's currently sixth in the odds according to points bet i really like the pick He's probably not going to win it, obviously, because your hammer of a pick is going to win it. But I thought it was a good choice. I had Sixto Sanchez. He didn't pitch. Yeah. I told you not to. I told you not to. Who'd you have, Chief? Not Jonathan India, though I did like the pick. I did like the pick, but that I was not willing to go that far out on a limb. I can promise you that. So 
I, I, I don't know what the hell happened because off the air, I told you guys Trevor Rogers, and then we started recording and I turned into a coward and I didn't say Trevor Rogers. And I said, Brian Hayes as my favorite, which that being said, Brian Hayes, in my opinion, was like the rookie of the year version of trout where if he's healthy, there's no way he loses. I mean, he already has a 1.2 war this season, despite not being that great offensively since coming back from injury. I just think the defense is too good. He's finally heating up at the plate. I think he's going to have a massive year next year, but Unfortunately, that would have been a bad bet with not that great odds. My dark horse, I went two as the prospect guy. I went Ian Anderson plus 750. Theme, not healthy the whole year. And Jazz Chisholm at plus 3,000. Chisholm had a pretty good year, but just not not nearly consistent enough to even be considered. Those are two good picks, actually. I mean, Anderson is now fifth currently in odds, and Jazz is seventh currently in odds. So you, you had a good showing. I would Could say have you had sold a good the showing, ticket but, for a slight profit. But not a better showing than... Mr. McMullen, now you stand up and take a goddamn bow. Yeah, I'm going to sit people the rest. Know, all right. I'm going to sit the rest of this podcast out. <laughs> I can't get any dipping. better. I can't get any better. Oh. Jonathan India and Shohei Otani, unbelievable. Jack McMullen, India plus forty four hundred, and yep. I went back and I found the tweet from March thirtieth where we clipped it and put it out on Twitter, and Arm replied and said. Can't believe Vegas is hiding these odds in plain sight. Plus 4,400, man. That's actually a great quote. I wish I knew I said that. That's Ron, do you, re- do you remember when he convinced us? And we were both kind of sitting there. He had an, a fantastic argument. Jack, I kind of want you to go over it again. Because when you told it to me, I put money on it. Like, Did I have you? 10 to win 440. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you owe, you, owe, you owe Jack a dinner. I have 10 to win 440 because of what you said. Wow. And now, when he wins... Wow. Uh, India is now minus 1100, right? I think he's he was, minus 1100. No, he's minus 1250 now. He's minus 1250. And According to points bet. My God, man. And he's plus 4400 when we put that down on March 30th. That's uh, too crazy. What I said about India was what I got from C. Trent Rosecrans, who's the athletic writer for for the Reds. I mean, from Bobby Nightingale, who writes for the Cincinnati Inquirer. Like, everybody was on Jonathan India. And that was the case at the 2020 alternate site. That was the case through spring training in 2021. And then all of a sudden, you see MLB trade rumors put out the, put out the blast that D. Gordon got released by Cincinnati. That cleared the way for a rookie to start on opening day at second base, be the everyday second baseman for a team that we knew could possibly contend in a top flight offense in the second most hitter friendly ballpark in major league baseball. It's easy to put a dollar down on that. It's so easy to put a dollar down on that because even if India is not that great, he's still going to hit 15 bombs this year because he plays at great American ballpark and he's playing every day. That's how the reds work. With India, he's really good. And if you take a really good player and put him in a lineup every day at Great American Ballpark and he's a rookie, then he's going to win Rookie of the Year. And to build off of that, you take a guy like that who also has a fantastic approach. Even if he didn't hit a ton, let's say he was hitting more in the 240 range, he's always walked in the minors. The power was we never knew what that was quite going to be. like. But like you said, he was going to hit at least 15. And if you're walking at a 12, 13% clip, like he has, you're going to be in the consideration. And there's been years where there's just no rookie that stands out. And 
that's worth the odds at plus 4,400. I, I, again, I still can't believe it now times a million, but even then I was shocked at those odds and that was a sick pick. He's just got to take some grounders in the off season. He's yeah, not yeah. too good defensively, but God, does he rake and he deserves it. And it's funny, Jack, your dark horse plus 4,400 lock, your favorite didn't pitch. No, didn't pitch. <laughs> and my, no. my dark horse. So I was in love with this guy. I thought he was going to be sick. Ha Seong Kim plus 1800 <laughs> played 110 games this year. He's provided some defensive versatility. I mean, he hit 30 home runs in the KBO in 2020. And I love that he was a professional hitter. I thought the Padres were going to be good, but I was actually, and we're going to talk about this on Friday. I was a little bit down on the Padres in our preseason. And I mean, right now I'm going to go over it because we got to talk about the Padres. Can I talk about how average they've been? This is a nice spin zone from Hassan Kim. Sure. Yeah, because I got to, I got to, you know, move it away from my bad take. No, that was actually very smart of you to say he provides defensive versatility because defensive versatility means that he can't hit. Yep. Yeah, it's like a code. (laughs) It's it's a code word. But I did say that about Dylan Carlson. That's not true. Dylan Carlson can hit and actually does provide defensive versatility. So here are the hitting ranks for the San Diego Padres this year. It's where they stack up. In all of Major League Baseball, they're hitting 241 as a team. That's 14th. They have a 97 WRC plus. That's 13th. They have a 17.8 F WAR. That's 15th. 312 WOBA. That's 17th. Pitching 395 ERA. 12th. 410 FIP. 12th. 12.5 WAR. 18th. And then fielding 18th in defensive runs saved. 19th in UZR. Thir- or 13 outs above average to put them at 11. It's an average team this year. Okay, so what that actually tells me is they were top flight in everything in the first half and their bottom flight in everything in the second half. So they just yeah. regressed back to being an average team. That's what I was saying. And if you look at the whole year, it's just crazy to think that the Padres, in terms of where they're going to stack up at the end of the season, will just be middle of the pack. They're only five games over 500. Yeah. Maybe even that. They might be four games. I think they're three. Aren't they 76 and 73? Maybe. I like... We were not expecting the Padres to be a 500 team two neither weeks was, into the season. Neither was AJ Prowler, neither were the Padres players. I can promise you that. It's just, it's a little bit of un, unfortunate circumstances for them too, which we talked about on yesterday's episode, which was just, you have Lamette go down. Clevenger doesn't come back, obviously. Gore, you thought would be a piece for you. So there's been some unfortunate things. Weathers has, Kim, hurt. Weathers has been hurt. And he's out for season. So it, there's been just a lot of, of unfortunate circumstances. You're probably expecting more out of Hassan Kim. I know you're expecting more out of Jerks and Profar, who you paid to bring back. Uh, what's crazy to me about Kim is that he hit 30 home runs in the KBO. I wouldn't take him to hit 30 home runs in Williamsport. Right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, he's a professional hitter. He's going to come over and he's going he's gonna to perform like a professional. But he just came over and just can't hit. He's got some, some dope uh, hair, though. Didn't he get yeah. some, like, frosted tips? Sweet hair. Frosted yeah, tips, I think. Yeah. yeah he's got like a 68 oh WRC plus though. It's fine. That's fine. It's one off of being an awesome WRC plus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk manager of the year real quick. We can breeze. Yes. Uh, my favorite in the American League was TLR. TLR might mess around and win it. So I want to hear, hear Peter's favorite, his very objective favorite. <laughs> my favorite was Aaron Boone. At plus mm-hmm. 500, my take was the Yankees were going to get hurt. 
And we'll talk about it on Friday's episode because we're going over all the win totals. We did our over under that was on episode four and I had the Yankees above 95 and a half wins. I thought they were going to get hurt all year. And I thought they were going to win the division with Boone. I thought it was going to add up. The narrative was going to be there, right? Just isn't there. They're fourth in the division. Uh, Yankee fans are screaming at Boone's neck, which I've always thought he's gotten so much slack. I mean, so much flack, not enough slack. Not enough slack. Not enough slack. So much much flack. flack. Okay. I, I don't think he's as bad as what everyone's saying. I just, this team, there's something wrong because they go from the best to the worst. They're so hot and cold. They're so volatile. It can't be just a manager thing. Like, I don't think we bring someone else in and instantly now we click. Hey, Pete, welcome to your new city. In New York City, people don't give anybody any slack and everything is hot and cold at all times. That's how New York is. That's how the Yankees are. Usually teams are representation of the community that they're in, right? Yeah. So. And I'm, I'm pretty hot and cold on the Yankees too. So I get it. I just don't think Boone should be getting as much flack as he's been getting. There's, there's a lot of swing and miss in that lineup. And I think when you have that kind of, that kind of power and that kind of swing and miss, it's just going to be up and down. And that's exactly what we've seen. And then the pitching too. I mean, even Garrett Cole, he's been spectacular this year, but every once in a while, we see these blow up starts that we're not really accustomed to seeing from him. It's, it's been interesting. And then you look at the first half and the second half with Aroldis Chapman, it's just a lot of inconsistency from very volatile players at this point in their career. Uh, but for me, I went Charlie Montoyo, uh, not bad, not great, you know, just kind of in the middle. I think the Jays have really come alive in, in the second half, uh, more like the, the last quarter of the season here. Uh, but, you know, they'll make the playoffs, I think, and there's a good chance they will, but that's kind of what the expectation was anyways. So not good, not bad, kind of, kind of indifferent. Uh, NL manager of the year. I like an idiot said Jace Tingler. Oh, we, we got to talk about our dark horses. Yeah. Before we get into the NL. Sorry. I mean, Arm and I both had Bob Melvin who at plus nine fifty. do we think he can win? Because I think, uh, Tony LaRusso is probably going to win, isn't he? Yeah, he's probably going to win. Dang it. That was a good bet. I got 10 to win 95 on that. And I, I liked it. It was a good bet. It really was a good bet. Bob Melvin, I mean, you, you got Oakland anytime at plus 950. I'm happy with Bob Melvin. And it just, they weren't quite good enough. They faded. I, I think if they finished strong, I mean, they were in a really good place. They go get Starling Starling Marte. Exactly. And then they start. And and then the pitching faded. You had Bassett at one point Bass, you know, of course, Bassett, which thank goodness he's, it's nothing, you know, we'll see how he comes back on the mound. It affects everybody differently, but thank, thank goodness life-wise that that he's okay. Cause that was really scary. Uh, But you know, Bassett was looking like a a solid, solid number two. Uh, Manaya has hit a bit of a wall. Uh, Montes even has slowed down. It just was this all at times unreal. Yeah, Frankie's last start I didn't like what I saw unless I'm unless I'm crazy. Am I yeah, he just he- pitched against the Angels. He pitched pretty well. The under hit. Well. That's why. No. Okay, so he's okay. He's okay. Maybe maybe I'm projecting, but overall they just slowed down, and the bullpen did too. And um, I'm surprised though because they went and got Marte, especially you like offset the Loriano issue, and it just it just hasn't all come together for them uh, in the second half, and they're they're kind of fading out of it. So uh, yeah, not not a bad bet again, but just not great either. I had Joe Madden. That's not going to hit. 
So yeah, the angels, you were, you were high on the angels in episode four. Was I, you had the angels as your division winner. It's Cause well, I thought he knew, he knew they had a top team. three, third baseman. That's Is that beef. <laughs> uh, NL manager, <laughs> NL manager of the year. I had Jace Tingler like an idiot. Who'd you guys have? I had Dave Roberts, who probably won't win because the Giants are going to win 105 games and Gabe Kapler is going to win it, I think. Um, But I still liked my pick of Dave Roberts, and it was under the assumption that the Dodgers would win 110 games and that he would they would just kind of hand it to him because he would create the greatest team ever. I think if Bauer doesn't go down and they still add Scherzer. <laughs> Bauer doesn't the take himself. Yeah, to... I keep saying going down. I'm just going to stop mentioning his name. But I don't. moving on from Dave Roberts, I think we're going to miss that one. Plus 450. I, safe. It's kind of like yeah. the, our MVP bets. Uh, I, I liked my pick, and I still think it's not a bad pick. Mike Schilt. And not, not only did he have uh, a really good back end of the season here and, and it looks like the uh the cardinals could be in the driver's seat here for the wild card uh given that they've had a lot of adversity too right you lose your ace for the season essentially i mean i know flaherty's been healthy at points but they've really lost him for a majority of the year uh, they've had a lot of wild cards in there in their season uh carlson was hurt for portions of the year they've stayed afloat paul de has been atrocious but they've stayed afloat and I think he deserves a lot of credit. Obviously he, he shouldn't get it over Kapler or even Craig council, but there's definitely a level of like, uh, aside from my bet, a, a pat on the back there for show. I thought he did a great job of keeping them in it um, and keeping them uh, focused to, to be able to sneak in here through the back door. Uh, my, my dark horse was, was not great. Uh, Luis Rojas, uh, you know, not great. He might get fired. The Mets suck. And uh, I'll wear that one. That's on me for thinking the Mets would do something well. That's just that's just on me. My dark horse. Really, I, when you look back, I still think it was a good selection. But I really just thought the Nationals would be better than they were. And then obviously they had a fire sale. So Dave Martinez, I had as my dark horse and I'll manage you there plus 1200. I thought everyone was sleeping on them and they were going to prove. I thought one. So everyone was going to take steps up. Scherzer, you know, got traded. Strasburg was hurt. Corbin has been terrible. My thinking was the opposite of that. What was going to happen? I thought they were going to shock the world and they just shocked me by being this bad. Yeah. All right. Real quick. We're going to go through major league baseball's home runs, strikeout and save leaders, which is what we locked in. Starting with the home run leaders, Vlad Guerrero and Sal Perez are both at 46 now. Shohei Otani at 44. Marcus Semien. Shout out Marcus Semien. He's at 40. In terms of me, I had Joey Gallo plus 1,300 as my favorite. I had Jordan Alvarez plus 2,000 as my dark horse. Uh, both not good. I put $10 to win $440 on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to lead Major League Baseball in home runs. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Your your boy Stanton hurt me again on this one. Uh, I figured if I'm picking him to win the MVP as a dark horse, then he's going to be hitting home runs. Uh, I was betting on his health. He stayed healthy and he didn't hit as many home runs. And it's kind of weird. I mean, he's had a good year, like we said, but plus 2000 overall home run leader. And then I got bit by uh, the Jack bug 
and when uh, Christian Yelich and at plus four thousand, and uh, yeah, dude, ten bucks to win four forty on Vladdy. That's sick. You like that? I mean, you were just on the Vladdy train. Oh, he was on it. He he was I all was in wa- on the he lost weight narrative. We were together in. in Florida, and we we were together, which was great. It was like spring break or spring breaks, spring training time. Uh, no spring break because of COVID, but Peter was uh, in town and we were talking about it. And I was like, dude, is this like skinny Vladdy stuff kind of smoking? You're like, it sounds great, but it almost sounds too good. And he's like, I don't care. Look at this swing. I'm buying it. And I was like, I'm in, but I didn't lay anything on it. Peter was, was all in on. on I was looking at baseball savant. I just see like piss missile after just piss in the ground, no yeah. matter who's hitting it. It just, everything was hard. I think he, he led in barrels by like eight over the previous. I was like, this is going to be Miguel Cabrera. This is going to be one of the greatest hitters of our generation, in my opinion. And I think he's just going to continue to do that. I think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm so far in on this dude. I, he's not going to win MVP. And I've kind of been on the Otani train, which has taken away my love for Vladdy, especially because he's on the Blue Jays and I'm a Yankee fan. But I am in awe every single time I watch a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. game. Dude, absolutely nutty. Uh, Major League Baseball's strikeout leaders. I'm going to extend saying the top five to saying the top six because six is my guy. Uh, (laughs) Robbie Ray is leading Major League Baseball in strikeouts. Garrett Cole is two. Zach Wheeler at three. Max Scherzer at four. Corbin Burns at five. And Dylan Effing Cease is at six. Uh, In terms of me, I had Shane Bieber as my favorite to lead. And then I had Blake Snell and Walker Bueller. Bueller, I like. Bieber, I'll take. Snell, goddammit. Snell was also my dark horse. Um, And we talked about it, Jack. We both thought after game six, he got taken out. He's going to come back with an absolute vengeance. And he just hasn't been that great this year. But he's been terrible on the road. Over six ERA on the road, two five ERA at home. It's like these home road splits this year for some of these guys. We've talked about Tyler Malley, Otani. Some of these guys are just, they're abysmal on the road and they're amazing at home. And Malley's the opposite. He's terrible at home and great on the road. But I had Garrett Cole plus 450 to lead baseball in strikeouts. I said he was going to have 330 strikeouts this year. Probably won't touch that mark. May have been a bit ambitious. But he is second and he's second at odds. And he probably won't get there. Maybe, eh, probably not. I'll I get. We'll, we'll know after today. We'll have a really good idea. Robbie Ray's got him by two strikeouts. Uh, let's say Robbie Ray goes five and only strikes out a couple. Then it's it's wide open. It's going to come yeah. down to like whoever has that one extra start that fits in there uh, towards the end. But the amazing thing with with Robbie Ray is that he came out of nowhere. I don't even know what the odds were on him because none of us took him. Uh, I, I did not think it would be him. My dark horse slash pick. I guess I only gave a dark horse, which was stupid. I just have the note here from Peter. Didn't pick another one like an idiot, um, but I had Luis Castillo uh, who checks in at 20th. Terrible first half, a fantastic second half, but you know, it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, he just didn't set himself up for a chance to really be able to do it with, with that first half that he had. I'm going to see Luis Castillo on Wednesday, going to a day game at great American ballpark. Red oh, should be a packed house. Actually, it might be now that they're good. I was like, going to make fun of them, but I can't, there's probably going to be people there against the pirates on a Wednesday at 1230. Oh, uh, never mind. There might be 12 people there. I'm going to be one of them. I'm excited. One, one of uh, 12. 
save leaders. I had Liam Hendricks as my favorite. I had Alex Colome as my dark horse because I thought for some reason that they were going to be good. Uh, the twins were not. And the save leaders as it stands now, Mark Melanson at 37. You've got Liam Hendricks and Kennedy Jansen at 34. And then two at 33 are Josh Hader and the Braves, Will Smith. I also had Liam Hendricks as my dark horse. I mean, as my favorite, excuse me, at plus 650. But I had Will Smith at plus 3,300 for the Braves. That's good. Yeah, pretty good. Plus 3,300, and he's up there. Yeah. I'll take it. You know, was he going to lead the league? I don't know, but I saw an opening for one of the best teams in the National League. Was already good for the Giants. I was like, 3,300 is too much, but he's not going to win it. Mine sucked. (laughs) <laughs> my, 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 my guy's already on like his third team this year. Brad hand. It's, what the hell? When I was listening back, why did you pick him? I, I dude, I don't dude. know. <laughs> dude, I, mean, was I had bad those... picks too, but that one seemed, I mean, I guess it didn't. Brad hand has been well, good. I, I was thinking about hand and I was like, okay, I'm looking for somebody with the best odds that I know won't lose the closer job. And <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. If, if hand, if hand didn't suck, nobody's eating into his saves. So that's what I was looking at because there's so many places, so many teams that, that go by committee or that have guys come in and take 12, 13 saves a year away from the guy that usually has 30. I'm like, that's not happening in Washington. And uh, I mean, I, I guess it didn't, but he, he was also shipped out of town and then shipped out of town again. And now he's a Met and that's like full circle of depression uh, for yeah. the tail end of your baseball career. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely whiffed on that one. And unfortunately, not enough hitters whiffed on what he was throwing. What are we watching this week, Pete? I'm, I can't watch the Yankees anymore. I, I tweeted out, they were down 2-0. In the first inning, Garrett Cole gave up two runs. I'm like, this, we're not scoring another run. We scored one run the entire game. We lost 11-1. What should I watch? Because I, I don't want to watch the Yankees. You should watch They're- Blue Jays Rays. You should watch Cards Brewers. Uh, and you should watch Giants Padres. That actually sounds amazing. And we also, on Friday, we are going to go over all of our win over under totals courtesy of points bet odds. Jack, you had a lot of in- incredible predictions and some that I got I to go after you about. But me too. I, I understand. So. I understand. We, we got a good guest coming up soon too. Uh, confirmed pitching ninja coming on the podcast as well. So that's going to be fun. We're going to talk, talk about AL, the Cy, Young. Cy Youngs. We got to, we got to give him our picks. I wonder yep. if he had any preseason. Does he gamble? I, I, <laughs> not. He's the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. He's like a family man. Not to say that if you gamble, you're not a nice guy, but he just seems like the most pure person ever. I don't even see him wagering money uh, because it would, because it would, it would He's mean that single... it's coming away from somebody else. So I, that's why I don't see him wagering money. He's my single favorite person on baseball Twitter. My oh, he's single amazing. favorite person on baseball Twitter. He's amazing. He lifts people up. Yeah. yeah. Just wait till just wait till, till certain I... types of people get a hold of him. He's there's no bullshit. It's just pitching overlays. It's perfect. It's exactly what I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like the actual game, and you get yeah. to see intricacies Love of what takes pictures. Great. Yeah. He he his story on it too is really cool. I'm really excited to be able to, to talk to him a little bit. Obviously, we're going to focus more on the Cy Young stuff and, and everything like that. But, I mean, what a rise to prominence for that guy. Like, oh, yeah. just was doing it for fun to help his, his son and his friends in college baseball. 
And everybody was like, Oh, like, can you post these more? Like, I love this. I love this. And uh, a couple of years later, he's got 300,000 followers and I, you'll find out soon. Couldn't happen to a better guy. He's one hell of a dude, just kind person. Dude. That's awesome. All right. So Peter knows how to do all the plugging social stuff. No, I want you to do it. <laughs> no, I've learned how to do it. I I've got it. Done. Oh yeah. All right. Aram, it's your turn. Plug want- all of the oh, socials. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. We got Twitter which is just BB media. We've got Instagram, which is just baseball fans, TikTok, just baseball fans. Uh, we've got a discord uh, where you can catch that link over on our Twitter. It's also just baseball. And then we have, what else am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? A lot. Uh, of course, like, and subscribe. You can't, that's, that's YouTube uh, rate the pod. Um, God. How about Twitch? Twitch. Oh, we have a website. We oh you know what we haven't been even we have a plugging website the website I, at the end at justbaseball.com. Yeah, justbaseball.com where I put all of my hours too, but I'll just mention that in passing too, I guess. And yeah. then we've got a Twitch. Uh and we're going to start doing some really fun stuff on that Twitch too at just baseball fans. How'd I do? Uh we are not just baseball. How about the three individuals that are on here? What are our personal Twitter handles? Uh, I, I'm a wee guy. I'm not an eye guy. All right, I'm at Peter Apple 23. That's <laughs> Jack underscore McMullen 11. And that's arm late and eight. I got it all right here. I know exactly your Twitter handles. Yeah. That shows you that me and Peter selfless and arm is not. <laughs> I think you that got it. Backwards. Oh, all right. So before we go highlights, I had Corbin Burns oh. plus 4,000. You had Jonathan India plus 4,400. I had nothing. Aram had Jesus Zardo plus 10,000. <laughs> I had Brad Hand. Brad Hand. I had Trevor Rogers just not on air. Uh, I can confirm you did tell me that at your house before the season started. And I remember thinking, I think I asked you after the pod was over, why not Trevor Rogers? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I've been annoying you about this and then I have a chance you, to document you, you it. You convinced me. You convinced me. Yeah. Clearly, I didn't convince my subconscious. The and uh, Jack McMullen, I owe yeah. you a dinner for 10 to win 440 on Jonathan India. I will Perfect. take you out to dinner. Perfect. Stay out here. You're, you don't have to be in Fort Wayne anymore. Manhattan time. I'm in New York City uh, mid-October, so we will get that done. Ooh, Let's go. Perfect. Baseball. Name the time and the place, and I'm there. And thank you, everybody. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.